as the Jose Mourinho saga ended, we decided that let's talk about it a bit and just maybe I'll talk about it for like 5-6 minutes and just end, the, end this podcast. So welcome to Sports Talks and we'll be giving our take on the sacking of Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho was sacked and in in his place Gunai was uh, brought in as the manager. So that's a different issue, the new manager, that's a different segment uh, altogether. So let's talk about the sacking of Jose Mourinho. So the sacking happened because he slipped off in his third season as usual which happened exactly uh, same with Chelsea three years back and coincidentally according to Bleacher Report Jose Mourinho was sacked on the same day three years back by Chelsea so that's a tradition for him I guess so he uh, his Christmas won't be as good as he thought it would be so that, that that's also a different segment at all together so Jose Mourinho at United was not up to the mark in his third season and he had a couple of uh, friction with the board as well also there is something that uh, the board did not approve some of his uh, demands which were to spend some money in the transfer market also being the most valuable and the highest worth club in the world right now like uh, in case of a soccer club in, at least in Europe uh, they've reached uh, about four, uh, about like uh, they're in billions the net valuation of Manchester United is, is in billions so they reached their highest worth uh, this year 2018 so having such value and such amount of huge amount of money they really didn't invest in the transfer market which was Mourinho's top demand that he needs a proper defender all right he approached uh Maguire Harry Maguire though so they they told that they were asking too much for him and that's true that's definitely true but looking at the defense of United you have to buy some defenders Otherwise, you're going to get whacked 3-1 like Liverpool whacked uh, Man United. Also, let's get into the main reason. And not really main reason, one of the significant reasons why Jose Mourinho was sacked. He was sacked because he created a toxic environment inside the dressing room. Inside the dressing room, there were frictions with him and Pogba. That's for sure and also there were rumors that he didn't play Lukaku uh, because he was not scoring goals and that that's okay that's all right but who else is there to score goals other than Marshall and uh, Rashford even not Rashford Marshall was the only go- uh, scorer who was consistent during this season for this uh, 16 matches 16 17 matches in this season so unless and until there is a good dressing room there is a good feeling about the dressing room where people come in and they feel like home rather than listening to uh, bad shit about them unless and until this this happens the the team will not grow 
the players will not grow if a player a young player like rashford is experiencing things where jose mourinho and pogba is having some troubles and frictions with them and that's clearly showing up in the social media so that affects the players that affects the young players like that and they are they tend not to play and like they are not mentally so much healthy to play at their best so there was a luka uh, there was a there was an interview with lukaku uh, i don't i don't really don't remember who was the host of that interview interview but lukaku was asked whether like what's the difference between playing for belgium and playing for man united so it's definitely uh, obvious it's very obvious that one player will give his best for his country but but he also stated that that's a different vibe altogether that's a different feeling that's a the dressing room there is so much friendly even though kevin de bruyne is his arch rival when it comes to the manchester derby is still when they are at in belgium squad they are like the best of friends they they initiate counter attacks they pass lukaku works so hard in the uh, belgium team where whereas in man united he is usually a bit lethargic like if you compare it with his performance at uh, the belgium squad belgium national side so why is this happening this is happening because of the dressing room if anyone is going to tell me that the dressing room is not a factor in in the in a club's performance they're 100% wrong because a dressing room matters a lot in the days of roy keen he used to lead the dressing room he used to rampage the dressing room and that's why the players were so disciplined and the and the players used to listen to him because if they don't listen to him he's going to thrash them he was a leader okay i'm not telling that you have to thrash people for it but you need a leader and you need a leader and if your leader is not well versed with your manager and then the next step if your manager is not supported by the board your 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 club career is gone for a toss that's for sure your club career is gone for a toss because not a single entity in this whole tree is well connected with each other and if you're if you're going to win and if you're going to fight in a competitive league like premier league even though if it's not a competitive league and if you're if you're not good at teamwork be it the sweeper be it the kitchen guy be it the gym guy be it the dietitian be it the ceo be it the board members be it the players or be it the managers if you don't work together you are going to fail in a game like football and that's for sure i can write it and sign it and i'll debate it off if anyone uh, is going to challenge me that that's not true so moving on there were uh, pundits pundits that uh, stated that mourinho created a, a toxic environment and i'm i'm 100% uh, i'm I, i agree with them and also there was a good gesture by pep guardiola who said that i'm on his side and that's a really good gesture and i feel that was needed and that's professionalism and that's sportsman spirit but deep down pep guardiola i'm sure he also knows that what's going wrong and mourinho what he did in the last few day, last few days at man united 
if there is a bad score line he is either going to say that he is the special one which we all know and he is definitely the special one nobody is going to deny that and he is going to use the past to defend himself or he is going to blame the players and the player he used to blame was pogba and definitely due to frictions he didn't play him now the match before after which uh, mourinho was sacked was the liverpool versus manchester match that was the big fixture the big fixture where you it's expected that your manager is going to play the best players in the team and to our surprise and to everyone's surprise though i did an analysis and i found out that like 90% chance that pogba is not going to play so that that's that i analyzed that and i posted it as well so people saw it and people liked it that's a different story but we expect that as a player as a manager you are going to play your best team which has the best players of your club pogba is definitely one of the best midfielders not just in manchester united he is one of the best midfielders in the whole of europe and there is no denying that and if you have a player of that stature of that cap- capability and you're not playing him and how can you expect to win and then you're playing five defensive players against a team like uh, liverpool and what happened mourinho went there went to anfield with a mentality of getting a draw and like just running away from it and not fighting really and then what happened he thought that he's going to park his bus but and then everything will be solved they'll be defending for 90 minutes and thus if they won't score they'll defend for 90 minutes and thus it's a draw and they go home no he didn't realize that klopp is a better mastermind than him in that in anfield they have the club supporters maximum supporters are, f- are for liverpool there and also if jose mourinho parks his bus he didn't realize that klopp is going to park his bus but in his half in united's half and if united's players in if liverpool's players are more in united's half what does that imply that implies that the number of shots attempted on goal will be very high and that's a problem unless and until you attack and you try to penetrate the opposition's defense you are going to be whacked and whacked and whacked a lot of times and that's what happened and they lost 3-1 and to a man who came down in place of Naby Keita that's Jordan Shakiri in the second half and scored two fantastic goals that's Jordan Shakiri for you people that's Jordan Shakiri and still after that they are playing defensive football they are parking their bus everybody knows this strategy but still they are using that old strategy which doesn't work against an attacking team like liverpool united fans are frustrated right now but they have a sign of hope as gunnar came they have a sign of hope as their board gifts usually gifts their new signing with a transferred player with a new player so they are hoping a lot will happen in this coming transfer window well uh i said i'll be speaking for 5 6 minutes but 
this topic is such that I can't finish it within five six minutes. So, people who are still listening, please keep listening. Uh, and also thank you for listening us till this. So, getting along with it. A team like Liverpool, if you block the front three, is very predictable. That is Firmino, Mane, and Salah. So if you block that three players, your problem is solved. Absolutely not, because behind those three players, there are more players of the likes of Naby Keita, Vinaldum, Fabinho, who are experts at contributing in attacking football, and they have been contributing offensively, offensively throughout the match. So that's not three attackers against the Man United defense. That's six, and with a solid back four of Robertson, Van Dijk, Lovren, and the right back who is not as good as like the like Arnold or Joe Gomez because they both were injured, and also Milner was supposed to play as a makeshift right back, but uh, there was a cramp issue with Milner, so he didn't play. So if that's the thing, you can't park the bus. Also. Taking an example that unless and until you attack, your defense will be punished a lot more. How I I can defend? I can surely prove it. Here goes. If you attack, what happens? If you attack, the maximum chance. If you attack relentlessly, the maximum chances is that the ball will be in opponent's half. So if the ball is in opponent's half, that means the opponent needs more time to score goals. So if it they need more time to score goals, that like score goals as in reach the op, op, reach your half and then score goals. So that means your defenders will get more time to organize themselves and then go for the defensive roles they have. But in this case, if the ball is already in your half. And there are six attacking players in your half that is not yours. They are opposition players who are lethal. You're lucky you're, you have uh, you have conceded only three goals. You're way way lucky for that. There have been 30 plus shots, 36 I guess, like to be exact, I guess 36 shots, 36 shots, and you have conceded only three goals. That's like you're super lucky, and that's like your defender. Your defenders are too good. But if you wouldn't have defended like that, if you would have tried to breach their opponent's defense, opponent's midfield, manipulated the midfield, used the ball wisely, you wouldn't have conceded three goals because they would need more time to attack and then. You have more time to defend. Also, if you're playing defensive players, even if you try to change the formation and then play attacking football, that's not going to happen because they are defensive players. Their main tendency is to defend and not to attack. If you have players like Pogba, why don't you join? Like, why don't you deploy him alongside a player like Lingard? They are both creative players, and where Pogba is. Good at creating game, creating goals. Good at uh, shooting and scoring, and also has strength that can hold off defenders. And you have players like Lukaku, who are like obviously can't hold Van Dijk, but 
obviously they can, he can disrupt the momentum of van dyke definitely and create space for fast players like marshall and uh, rashford they're super fast they can run for days like i guess they have three lungs so why not like why not play some creative football instead of defending like idiots i'm sorry i might be a bit rude for this uh, f- towards mourinho but that's how i feel i'm not even a manchester united fans but i have friends who are manchester united fans and i'm like linked with a fan base as well i know those those people and they are very frustrated and i i appreciate a lot i i like the fact that they are still supporting their club and they are like jumping and doing what not so that their club gains some some amount of confidence and then goes out and plays their heart out but this happens and they are sad this is the thing that happened uh during the last spell of uh, wenger at arsenal so i saw the arsenal fans they were like depressed depressed that like what's happening in their club but after unai emery came massive change it's like the it's at flipped the arsenal has flipped and they're playing so good right now they're playing so good why because they utilized strategy they used their brains and they didn't defend when it's not needed so that's what i think about mourinho's departure from man united maybe people are being rude but there's a reason behind it and also if your manager is see uh, if you see your manager after a bad performance speaking out to the media with his previous successes and or blaming his players for it you'll definitely not have a good image of your manager that's really that's very true and that's exactly what happened with mourinho he lost the dressing room he lost the support from his board he lost the support from his fans the fans are the backbone of a football team he lost the backbone of his club who was supporting him none how can you expect that you'll be at a club and you're not performing and you're not doing anything about the dressing room and you're being partial towards pogba you're not playing him leave the partiality you're not playing you're not being logical you're not being logical in a game like liverpool where you don't play pogba and you play more defensive players if you have pogba and lingard in the midfield you're going to be creative you're going to be more creative and you're going to create more chances that means more chances for lukaku rashford and marshall who are in great form not lukaku but rashford and marshall they are in good form and they can contribute to the team offensively and if you have if you have lukaku uh, if you have uh, sorry not lukaku if you have lingard and pogba supporting them and supplying them i'm sure the scoreline wouldn't have been 3-1 it would have been a draw maybe not a draw maybe arsenal uh, liverpool would would have edged out at the last moment but it wouldn't have been 3-1 i'm 100% sure about it i've did my analysis so these are a few things that mourinho didn't notice i guess uh, i'm not a football manager i'm not a professional in managing football or analytics but this is what i found out and 
few of my facts were re- uh, resonating with the pundits so i'm not really taking any uh, pride in it or not boasting it but i want to portray the f- actual facts that what's happening so, so that's what i am saying that you have the capability but you're not doing anything with it it's like you have 1000 dollars you have 1000 rupees but you waste it on something which is vague what's the point use it wisely you have pogba and lingard they can combine very well they're like best of friends in manchester united dressing room they keep the dressing room lively and if a player like pogba is not lively and lingard all right your 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 dressing room has gone for a toss so if this is how a club's dressing room is you can't expect good performance week in week out it has to there has to be a good vibe in the dressing room yes competitive vibe and this toxic vibe are two are different things competitive vibe is you're competing with your friend so that you both get better and then together you compete with a team so that your team gets better that that's what competitive vibe is about toxic vibe is you're afraid of your manager uh people were afraid of uh ferguson for a reason he was the hair dryer as they say but they had immense respect from uh, for him he didn't demand respect i'll just clear this out he didn't demand respect he earned respect he was the man behind the glory days of manchester united he didn't demand it people respected him just because he earned it he got the knighthood the title sir the prefix sir in before his name he got it because he earned it because not because he demanded it he didn't demand it so going by the facts again if the team psychology like not going by the facts going by the, going by the facts based on psychology sport psychology that is if you are not healthy mentally you're not going to play well even even if you are ronaldo or messi if you're not healthy mentally you're not going to play well you have to be healthy both physically and mentally but primarily you have to be healthy mentally because you might be in your fittest form but if you're not healthy up in your brain up in your heart you're not going to play to your fullest capability to your fullest potential on the other hand if you're not that fit if you have a slight injury which is hindering your performance but you're healthy you're he- healthy in your mind you're going to perform better you're going to perform like you won't feel that the injury is hindering much of your game i've so i've i've seen this with ribery i've seen this with rooney i've seen this with players like uh maldini they were like jeff stam they were like injured they were injured but they kept on playing because they were healthy up in their mind that's what ne- that what is needed in man united and also uh gunai came and i have a good uh, approach towards it but still as as a fan of football i wanted uh 
gigs to come in Ryan gigs because he has walked every inch and touched every inch of uh, grass at uh, man united he breeds man united he carries the badge everywhere he goes he was a part of those glory days so if man united wants to get back to their classy old days i think someone who breeds man united breeds in and out man united i think someone like that should be there also gunai was a player he scored the winner against uh, bayern munich at the last minute exactly i don't know the exact minute when he scored it was in the champions league so he is definitely uh, one of those players but i think grand gigs would have been a better uh, bet for it also there are rumors that zidane might come in but that's a different issue that's something that the board is going to handle but you can't just predict that if zidane is going to come or not because he's a manager of good sta- uh, good stature and also he's a big manager because he has been successful with a club like real madrid but real madrid and man united right now are two different things real madrid is suffering yes i won't uh, disagree right now but man united are in a way 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 worse condition and they need someone to heal them but before they heal their gameplay before they heal their tactics statistics their fitness they have to heal the players mentally they have to see that the players are feeling good about their club they have to see the players are happy they are morally high their moral con- code of conduct and happiness are in perfect place to perform at their best on the pitch that's what what is needed right now people like carrick people like gigs the board should bring them in at least for the rest of the season as a mentor for the team irrespective of who the manager comes in i think someone who breeds man united should come in and mentor the players show them what they were before this happened show them what man united really is what man united stands for what the badge stands for the kind of players who have played at man united bobby charlton george best can eric cantona david beckham cristiano ronaldo vidic ferdinand van der sar they have all played for and wore that badge proudly and that's what needed that's what's needed in the dressing room right now if you don't fix the dressing room first you are not going to be able to fix the club's performance you might be a great strategist you might be a great at coaching the team and like implying strategies but if you don't fix the dressing room you're not going to do anything about it nothing's going to happen maybe you'll you'll be performing good for two three matches but after that you are going to be back at square one you're going to struggle again so ending me po- this podcast with a conclusion of this sacking of mourinho that mourinho has been so- sacked and that's a good thing for man united because the toxicity level at the dressing room was too high for the players to handle and perform so that's good in a way and also the next step that united must uh, take is bring someone who can heal the dressing room first and then go for the strategies and then go for the for the league and whatever it is 
then go for the game first dressing room healing the players mentality hiring up the model code of conduct of man united players right now and making them dream about the winning teams making them feel that they belong somewhere which has a great heritage which has a rich heritage of success success class and integrity and they carry the sportsman spirit of football so ending the podcast in a high note that man united has hope uh, but not in this season but if the dressing room is healed i think man united will have a chance good chance of going back to their glory days so thank you for listening to this podcast and i've shared my feelings and i'm avishek signing off from sports talks podcast and keep following because we'll be uploading a lot of episodes about uh, football and this is the premier league side we did we do indian football as well you can check our first podcast which uh, which was between uh the, the the difference between indian football and world football so definitely check them out also we have a sports show which we run at at youtube and we have a website where you can read good articles about uh sports so keep following and thank you signing off abhishek banerji uh for sports talks what cobert